Blog Talk Radio. that are going on. There are a lot of people who are a little 
dissatisfied with the status quo of their spirituality and are moving into the realm of what we have heard or what is widely considered as new age, but is in no way new age, and we can talk about that a little bit too. And all of the opportunists that have come along or people who are looking for something new, but basically just replacing one thing for another and, and basically dropping the old Jesus and looking for a new one. So the top the, the title of this show is Looking for a New Jesus, and we'll kind of get into what that means, and I bet a lot of you listening kind of have an idea of what we're talking about. Um, so I'm going to ask Aaron, when you when we're when you're thinking about this topic or you are are thinking about where spirituality is for the the mass of people who are trying to make a switch because they're dissatisfied with what is happening or they just are kind of trying to stay in um fashion for lack of a better word with what's going on. Um, what are some things that kind of come to your mind when you think of, like, you know, basically the, the what you can word as, you know, new age bullshit or or looking for a new Jesus or replacing religion with another form of religion? What are, what are some of the things that are on your mind when you think about that? A couple of things. Uh, the first thing would be the... Uh... <laughs> the dogma that can be found in some circles. That was the first thing. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. it goes from being a sort of, uh, you know, we are all the same, peace and love, to who can be the most peaceful, the most loving, the most tolerant, and not in the sense of being authentically peaceful and loving and tolerant, but more in the sense of can I be more than the next person? Can I, can I go higher than the next person? Can I be on a higher level? than the next person. You know, I, I think a lot about people who uh, who start off maybe with the purest of intentions and then somehow that old ego gets into the driver's seat again and then all of a sudden, once again, it becomes a, a quest to be the best in, in relation to other people, to be better than other people. And then I also thought about James Ray, who uh, was a, a sort of a new thought uh, Figure who's a sort of a he had a bit of a following and he's featured in in the secret movie and uh, in the book and he I don't know if he was convicted but he was basically charged with manslaughter for uh, for leading a sweat lodge in which two people died and I was just I thought about um, first off about how he was warned by. Uh, by Native Americans who have a, a, a tribal history of engaging in a sweat lodge, which is essentially a sort of a, a, a room you go into or a, like a tent you go into in which you, if there's high heat and, and steam and you sweat. You know, you sweat to release toxins and spiritually I think you, you sweat to release some, um, some negative energies. And here you have this man who maybe doesn't have the the knowledge that the people who grew up with this sort of tradition did, and they tried to warn him. And because he apparently thought somewhere in his mind that he knew exactly how everything works and he was confident about it, he just sort of went full steam ahead with these sweat lodges. And people had, had experienced heat exhaustion before, but nobody died until the last time he did it. And I just thought about how people, uh, against their own better judgment, were led into this dangerous situation 
because of of what they believed in or because of what they thought James Ray was. And to me, that was very indicative of a sort of transfer of of of, of a figure to worship or a figure to place on a level higher than yourself who has all the answers, who knows more than you, and who will show you how to be what really you can only be shown from inside yourself, you know. So th- those were the, the two big things that uh, that inspired me to come up with this idea for this conversation tonight. Sean, you have any thoughts? What, what comes to mind when you think of this topic? What comes to mind? Um, basically what, what Aaron said when he said that uh, they, they followed this guy into the sweat lodges. He led them into the sweat lodges. And just the whole notion that um, you have to be led or you have to be a follower or, you know, there's someone that, you, you again, you're, you're resigning the notion that, that, you know, the whole Jesus concept is at this point an antiquated one, but you replace that with, you know, the latest guru or the latest person that, that seems to know a little bit more about what they're talking about than you are, or are able to articulate with the, with the, you know, what they're thinking or saying more than you can. So you tend to align yourself with them, follow them. I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons why I don't have a Twitter account. I don't like that language. How many followers do you have? You know what I'm saying? How many followers? How many people are following you? And who are you following? You know, that's 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 the going thing. You know, just find the right person and get behind them and allow them to dictate your path when spirituality is everything but that, you know. It's as personal, again, as the fingertips on each one of our fingers. My path is not your path, is not your path, is not your path. So you can't corporatize. Even if you change the names of the archetypes and plug in new names and, you know, uh, uh, just move to the next name on the Pantheon list, and you replace Jesus with with Horace or whatever, it's still the same thing, you know. It's still you foregoing, giving up, circumventing your own inherent power for something outside of yourself, which is totally antithetical to what spirituality is in the first place. Mm Mhm. Mhm. You know. Yeah, it, I think you know just with, and and because of that. There are, you know, people who are basically have become dissatisfied with their lives. They have all the stuff, and they're still unhappy. So now they're looking for, I need something else. I need more. I'm just I'm yearning for something more meaningful in my life because all of this stuff is not making me happy. And I think with when um, Aaron mentioned, you know, the the guy from The Secret, when the, when you think of The Secret, is probably the widest known to people who aren't necessarily in the what you consider the spiritual or metaphysical or new age right. community. And it's probably the most detrimental too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know uh, what I'm saying? It's the absolute most detrimental. Some, some people might consider it irresponsible because it's talking about the law of attraction without talking about any of the other universal laws or the even what the law of attraction is. And so 
what that movie and the book basically focused on was is how to get stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. If you focus on this and concentrate really, really want it, is. You'll, that's right. spiritual. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, then you will attract what you need to in order to get that dream house on the beach or in order right, to right. get up. And that's what the, that's why people are so attracted to the secret. Like I had somebody ask me this, you know, I was talking to someone who's, you know, basically trying to get out of the debt rut that they're in and asked me if I'd ever heard of the secret. And that's basically what they're using is, well, the secret says this, so this is what I'm going to do in order to get out mm-hmm. of their debt threat, which completely misses the point of learning what all of the laws are, not necessarily just the law of attraction, but here's a way for me to get stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's a way to, for me to get right. physical material. Right. Which is that- another... It's another. It's another uh, uh, facet. And basically, that's what Christians basically do. Most people that go to church, if you really, they really get honest and they really be, you know, put put everything out there. It's not to reverence God and put in a love for God and all of that. It's to get on the good side of what they what they deem as a higher being, so they mm-hmm. can attain things, be comfortable, and be safe. That's what spirituality is on this planet. It's how to win at the game. It's not about how to discover your greatness. It's not about how to live from your biggest self. It's about how to win at the game, you know. Most mm-hmm. people, if you think about it, most people that try to embrace spirituality, if they see a man on the corner at total peace with himself but he has nothing, he's not spiritual at all. He's, he lost. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? He could be the most wise and profound thing out there but they won't listen to a word that he says because he doesn't have anything to show for it. Mm-hmm. Right. He might be you know what I'm saying? He's doing, right. He's doing it wrong, basically. He's right. let that show. You don't say anything. You're, you're doing it wrong. You're not blessed. Right. Mm-hmm. What are you saying, Aaron? Oh, I was just saying, you know, it was funny with The Secret. I think it also, uh, just from what my personal experience was, it, it, for a split second, you're almost afraid to have negative thoughts. It's like, ooh, okay, I, I, can't, I can't have a negative thought. I've got to be positive. Right. I've got to think positive. Right. I've got to think about what I want to attract. And if I have a negative thought, right. well, that, that might manifest, and I've I got to be careful with that. And that, that's uh, pretty far from the truth, you know. Exactly. It's, right. Exactly. Well, Gil, and it's such a gross miscarriage of what's really going on. That's just skimming the surface of what it really is, is, is trying to, you know, get you in touch to. You know, no one wants to really get in touch and do, you know, the, the, the meat of what's going on. They just want to skim the surface just enough to get mm-hmm. by. You know, just enough to get by. Just, you know, how, how, to, how, to, how to gain things and impress people. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. And even mm-hmm. the people that embrace the guru side of it, that's, you know, that's the egotistical side. That's the trap, you know, just like the old pastor. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I got all of these people following me, so that, you know, that in and of itself gives me credit and validity because, you know, all these people follow me. That means I must be something. You know? Mm-hmm. You got people sitting in tents drinking Kool-Aid because you told them to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's yeah. That's a dangerous thing, man. 
Right. And um, basically, with the spiritual, because of that, because people want just a quick fix or just tell me what I need to do and I'll do it, there are all of the opportunists who look at this and, you know, one of the biggest growing industries right now is the spirituality, new age, consciousness, movement in, as an industry. Mm-hmm. Right. And right, because they see the market. You, they see the money you market yourself and you sound like you're, you're doing something and you look like you're, you obviously know what you're talking about because you have all the stuff that I view as being successful. So you have the house and the car and you're talking about how you're pulling in no less than $10,000 a month, and you're doing all of this. I need to know what you are doing in order to get what you have because that's what's right. going to bring me happiness. So there are lots of people who, you know, countless individuals who are taking advantage of these people, and, you know, you're offering them something that, you know, basically is, you can't see it, you can't touch it, you can't hear it, you can't smell it, you can't taste it. So, you know, you can pretty much make it out to be anything that you want it to be as long as it sounds attractive and fairly easy and you can basically tell people, here are the instructions and here's what you do so you don't have to figure it out yourself. Here is mm-hmm. the the five basic steps you can do to be happy or attract this whatever it is, into your life. And, you know, there are people, again, just like the weight loss industry and every <laughs> other that promises people something, well, I'm going to try this too because they are promising me maximum results with minimum effort. And that's mm-hmm. basically all you do is offer people and, you know, they're going to to fall for it, although they're not getting anything out of it. They're just getting a couple. You go to a conference and you feel good for a few minutes and you feel like you had an experience, and then you leave and you go back to your old life and way of thinking. And so Mm -hmm. the next conference that comes around or the next retreat that comes around, you go and you feel good for a couple more days and you feel uplifted and like you've gained something, and then you go back to your old life. Or you read the next book from the person who you... Your your guru or the person that you trust came out with a new book, so you read the new book so that you can get some more answers because you're not feeling that euphoric feeling anymore. So you read the book and you get some more answers, and basically you wait for the next book. And that's about how right. a spiritualist people right people get. Yeah, about as spiritual as they get. And, and, and I want I want to clarify that no by no means by no way is either of us saying that you're supposed to be a poor righteous teacher. And the pursuit of spirituality means that you're supposed to be broke and rich people are bad or anything of that nature. It should be a byproduct and not the product. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? It should be a byproduct of what you're doing. It should be a result of what you're doing as a byproduct and and, and not a primary pursuit. You know? Mm -hmm. And it should become... Just like everything else, it's become a primary pursuit. So there's no real authenticity there. It's just, you know, show me how, give me a mantra to recite every morning and guarantee that I'll have $10,000 by the end of the month. You know, but that's not doing anything in terms of getting you, getting you 
in touch with yourself, getting you in touch, getting you to the point where you understand yourself from a holistic perspective and not a distorted viewpoint or distorted perspective of yourself, but through all of the things that you experience, all of them, the, the, the prosperity and the lean, lean time to give you a better understanding as to who you actually are. But to forgo all of that and to pursue riches and, 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 and prosperity, shit, that's the opposite of what spirituality really is because it takes you further away from your original pursuit. Exactly. If this is if this is spirituality that we're talking about, if this is right. spirit that we're discussing, right. why right. is cause material? It it, it right. doesn't make sense. This is stuff that we can't touch. This is stuff that right. we can't necessarily see with our physical eyes. So why why would you make the opposite of that the cause? It, it, you know, one does oh. not one one does not support or create the other, you know, for lack of better words. It's it, right. it can't be the cause. It can only be an effect. An effect. An effect. Yeah. Right. And it's pursuing the effect. As opposed and, and, and that also goes for the whole phenomena and what I'm what I'm beginning to really see in terms of the spiritual community is not how to better understand, you know, living from the spirit and how it manifests in, in, in real time and space and in matter, but it's how to understand the spirit well enough to be a better and more effective human being. You know, right. How to cope. Mm-hmm. How to cope with this human thing. Not how mm-hmm. to use this human thing to understand from whence you came and where right. you're going, but it's how to just win at the game, you know. Yeah. We're going to equip you with spiritual principles, but not for in and of themselves or for themselves, to understand them for themselves, that you being spirit first and foremost, it's about how to use that side of yourself to win at the tangible side of yourself so everyone else can be impressed with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like flipped upside down. It's totally flipped upside down. And then you hear people say, well, I don't believe in Jesus, but then they pray to, <laughs> you know, they pray to somebody else, mm-hmm. you know. They're walking around with crystals in their pockets and onks on their necks and all of these other uh, 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 trinkets that they, you know, deify in order to gain certain favor, again, to align themselves mm-hmm. with the material versus understanding the bigger aspects of who they are, or the bigger aspects of themselves. It's just, you know, I want to do this for people. Can people who, yeah, people who, I don't celebrate Christmas, but I I'll give my Christmas, my store-bought Christmas presents on Kwanzaa. You know, the right. same right. replacing right. one thing with something else because you can't quite let go or grasp the concept that you are, there is nothing else, there's nothing above you. You're not mm-hmm. below something you have to try to find favor with. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's hard for people to, to grasp that concept that you right. are it is you it is you you right. are trying to right. you you want to have access to the whole of your being and that's what mm-hmm. you're doing is mm-hmm. praying something that is separate there's you and then there's this separate entity that is more powerful than you know you're trying to gain access to the whole of who you are right 
And you're trying to um, understand that that, that 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 being, that greater being, is an aspect or a part of your, the biggest part of yourself. You know, right. and that's and the biggest part of yourself. That's, that's the realization. That's the that's the pursuit. Realizing, totally realizing, beyond anything else, and in spite of anything else, that that big thing or that big uh, 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 hierarchical being that you place all your reverence for is the reverence that you place for yourself. When you get to the point where you're able to allow yourself to view yourself with that reverence, you're in alignment with, with real spirituality, and that's what real spirituality is. But anything mm-hmm. that takes you outside of that or anything that puts you in a subjective position, you know, where you have to subjugate yourself and lower yourself and bow yourself down to something else, is that's the reason why we came and limited ourselves to time and space, you know. you It's like going back into the Bible with the whole metaphor of Jesus being born in the, in, in the manger. He was born in the lowest of places. He was born in shit, basically. Mm-hmm. And his entire quest was to understand that he was more than that, you know, within the old metaphor. He was more than what, he, what his, 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 his birth and what his life Look like at that point We don't get past that We go okay well I'm going to move We play the Jefferson You know what I'm saying I'm going to move out <laughs> the manger And go up into the penthouse And you know I'm that shit I'm you know <laughs> I mm-hmm. have a ribbon And that's it And was it Jesus George Jefferson was a metaphor for Jesus George Jefferson was a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> in, 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 in today's spiritual terms, yes, because that's as high as it goes. Right. You just go to the penthouse. The penthouse is the ceiling. You know well, what I'm it's, it's so the funny that you mentioned the penthouse because, you know, I recorded that video in which I criticized Caroline Mace for, uh, for using the penthouse analogy to sort of mm. show where she is uh, in her awareness and uh, in relation to where other people are who might be a little bit lower down in the apartment. It's just it's funny that you say the penthouse. Right. You know, it's just... Right. That's the highest endeavor. That's, right. That's, that's, that's the ceiling to the floor. Right. <laughs> that's the floor. You're not, even right. on the, you're not even on the floor of what spirituality is if your highest aspiration is to make it to the penthouse. And Damn. that's as high as they, it goes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Meaning, because again, if we if we look at what most people are looking at as when they're trying to be quote unquote more spiritual, mm-hmm. what they focus on is the promise of I'm going to be bliss bliss and happiness and you know enlightening means I'm going to float around in this bubble of happiness all the time and you know that's what people are basically what as mo- their motivating factor for getting on what they think is a spiritual path because the destination is happiness. Enlightenment means I'm going to be, you know, happy. Mm-hmm. That's the right. that's the whole right. destination. Right. Or I'm going to feed the babies, or I'm going to save the penguins, or I'm going to save the whales, or I'm going to recycle. You know, that I'm going to save You're trying to earn, right. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because I'm trying to earn karmically, or which we can talk about that too. I'm mm-hmm. that on my list. 
trying to earn a spot in heaven or you know bliss land or whatever you whatever you you think of it is but most of the time you know people think that the whole my whole I'm looking for the payout what's the payout and the payout is you know my final destination on this path is going to be the state of eternal bliss and perfect health and sublime happiness and enlightenment and and so I'm going to get on this path and people are going to start following this because that's what I've been promised because I have, I'm unhappy with my normal life. So if I become spiritual, I'm going to be happy and enlightened and blissful and, you know, tiptoe through the tulips and wear daisies in my hair and skip mm-hmm. everywhere because I'm going to be so happy. And mm-hmm. so when that happens to the contrary, it's, oh, well, this didn't work. Instead of knowing that that is part of your that's part of your journey. It's all there to teach you something, and they're not looking at it. It's, oh, I must have done something wrong. I must not be mm-hmm. doing it right. And that's how they look at, oh, I must have been having negative thoughts, or I must not have been praying to the right person, or I'm not listening to the right guru, or I'm not reading the right books, or I must not be meditating correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, always, you know, what did I do wrong? Because if I'm doing it right, I'm supposed to be blissful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people get sucked into being on a quote-unquote spirit. I'm going to be spiritual. Um, and then they kind of fall by the wayside because they're not getting out of it what they think they should be getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Expectation. 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 Yep, yep. Yeah, and you get upset and well, damn, I'm a vegan. You know, I'm a vegan. I do yoga. I meditate. What the fuck is wrong? What's going on? Why ain't this working? Right. You know, <laughs> I'm still late in my car note. I'm, I'm not. I haven't eaten. I haven't eaten a cow in three years. Right. <laughs> you know, and you know my car note is late. I must not be doing something right. That's mm-hmm. as high as it goes. It it it, it it's eating me, man. It's like wow. Wow, because as you, you know, and I'm not trying to say that I've attained any sense of enlightenment beyond anybody else. Everybody is where they are. But as you, one thing personally with me is as I begin to expand and grow and and, and move into greater realizations, you try to find people to commune with, to communicate with, to, 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 to you know, resonate with you on that same frequency and, you know, some people, and early on, I would get sucked in to, you know, listening to someone's language. And if they say the right words or, you know, if they if they say namaste or hotep or if they got an ankh on their, on, around their neck or something, that they're automatically spiritual, you know. And then you try to align yourself with them and you realize, damn, you know, <laughs> you're not spiritual at all. You just have all the trinkets and you know the yeah. language, you know the vernacular, you know. Everybody... People think because they're vegan that they're, you know, some type of spiritual ascended master. Okay, yep. Oh man, yeah. yeah you know, I. There's a bunch <laughs> of know? the the whole the whole raw food movement, which in many ways is is helpful because it it reinforces maybe the idea of basing a diet on fruits and vegetables, which are wonderful for you to eat. But in in that in that community. There's all kinds of, of, of dogma and harsh judgment against many a person 
who does not right. strictly adhere to that diet. And then there is uh, some people claim to have this heightened spiritual awareness because of, of what they're eating, and that might be true for some people, right. but for other people it might be just BS, or their bodies could be malfunctioning because they're orthorexic. You know, it's it's a, it's right. a, a fine line to walk. It's It's a very tough, difficult territory to navigate. But if you're... You know, if if you're engaging in all of these diets and spiritual practices and in the back of your mind you're afraid of falling from the path or, you know, having a piece of bacon, then that to me doesn't sound right. like freedom. You know, that, that to that's, me sounds like terrible. resistance. And I can't speak for anyone, but as I continue to come more into myself, I don't want to be resistant to anything or I don't want to feel like I can't do something or I don't want to feel like I'm afraid of something happening. That to me right. is, is, is not right. Right. You, you not have, right. You don't have the, the willingness to embrace whatever right. comes. You're still trying right. to control what's going right. to happen. Right. And that, that's totally antithetical to understanding your God because right. you, when you really accept and, and function in your full capacity, you it doesn't matter what the hell you eat. Mm-hmm. Nothing right. can take you back away from that. Not a hamburger, not a piece of bacon, or anything else. Hell, you can eat poison and it won't affect you. If you're in your right mind state. You know, I actually know people who say, you know, man, I, I can't, I, you still eat, you know, he still eats. He still eats animal flesh. What the hell can he teach me? Right. They really believe that. They really believe they count out someone because they, you know, you haven't evolved past eating animal flesh yet. How the hell can you teach me something? Right. You know, or 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 you have the person who goes and sees the latest, greatest, most spiritually profound guru on the planet and, and still doesn't know how to be happy, and they're sitting at home with their dog, who is a, a prime, perfect teacher. All you have to do is look at the dog, but they can't see the dog because they're busy, you know, placing reverence on, on, on the, the being with all the accolades who's supposed to know everything, not realizing that the answer is right there in front of them. Or it could be a person on the street, you know, who says one one thing in passing, but because you've got them as being a certain kind of way or on a certain level, you can't hear the message that is being thrown right in front of you. Exactly. Right. There are teachers all over the place. And they Everywhere. have much to They don't look like they, you know, they don't, they're not wearing a robe and they're not, they don't have the symbols and the hairstyles and the, you know, whatever you think your spiritual teacher guru is supposed to look like that they know a lot more about spirituality than anybody who quote-unquote studied or mm-hmm. wrote a book. And so now they're they're um, justified yeah. in their teaching yeah. as they yeah. have a public if, if, if your primary pursuit is, 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 is your complete expansion and recognizing your, your, your fullness, you can sit through garbage and find gold. You don't there have to go to the gold mine. You know what I'm saying? That's limiting yourself. You can only find gold in the gold mine. But if you if you are the god that you profess you are, if you're the god that you're not scared to say that you really are, you can find gold anywhere. There's gold everywhere. That's it. There's gold in shit if you know what That's you're it. looking for. Yeah. That's it. If you're looking to add things to yourself that 
strip away those those parts of those facets or facets of you that keep you limited and small in terms of your perspective of yourself. Because this whole spiritual endeavor is basically a conversation with yourself. It's not. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Right. Anyone else. So what right. anybody adds or says or comes out of their mouth, you can find ways to make it pertain to you or you can ignore it. But ignoring it is basically ignoring your own Godhood because mm-hmm. there's meat everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Your primary pursuit when you wake up in the morning is how can I expand myself today? How can I move closer to my own magnificence? Not for the sake of someone else or someone else can admire me or other people can say, damn, look at him, but because that's my only endeavor. That's my sole endeavor. If that's not your sole endeavor, then you're not you're not you're not on any spiritual path. Right. And I think it's very because people you know, it's one thing to use tools as a maybe a springboard to yourself, but there are people who completely rely on, I want to meditate. Let me get my meditation CD out. Oh, I, I mean, right. I think, you know, or I'm going to go home and read my spirituality book, or I'm going mm-hmm. to listen to my... Um, tapes when I go to sleep that is going to help me to understand my dreams better. And then I'm going to read my dream book when I wake up. And then I'm going to read my affirmation from my affirmation book when I uh, before I go to work in the morning. And they just have a different tool for everything. And then I'm going to go have a reading this weekend. And then I'm going to, you know, it's just one thing after another after another because they're searching basically for somebody to Tell, just tell me what to do so that I can do it so that I know I'm not doing it wrong instead of trying to figure out and find themselves and really take a good look at themselves. They're just looking at, I just need a quick fix so I don't mess it up and so it's as painless as possible and I don't have to feel anything. Tell me what I need to do and then I'll do it and then I can get what I want without doing anything or feeling anything. Just tell me. You already know, so just tell me what I need to do. Right. But it comes down to you. That's basically exchanging one dogma for another. Okay, Mm -hmm. you don't get up on Sundays and put your hat on or put your suit on and put your best Sunday best on and and go to church, but you're basically exchanging that same dynamic for a, a yoga mat or a meditation mat or, you know, I can't leave out the house because I don't have my crystals in my pocket. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you think you you think you're better than the the, the, the Christian folk because you ain't you ain't sitting up in church, but you're basically doing the same thing that they're doing. Right. You're giving your power to something else. You're giving your power to tools. These are tools. These are tools to assist you along the way. But when they become deification uh, apparatuses, you're basically doing the same thing that the church folks are doing. That's it. You know, you know, anything different. You might as well go to church. You might as well go to church. That's why detachment is so important. You know, if you're if you're so attached to something that it's in many ways controlling you, then maybe you haven't found exactly what it is you're looking for. You know, I I think it should be as natural as breathing is as 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 easy. You know, in right. quotations, as living, 
adversity. There are going to be challenges. Right. There are going to be things that happen. But the act of living itself is is something that you do without instruction. And 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 your your spirituality, your existence as a spirit, should be as easy as living. Not something that is controlling right. you. Not something that has you so right. attached to an idea that you fear the thought of detachment to it or detachment from it. Right, right. Anything that has you fearing consequences. Right. To to, to me, spirituality, to me personally, spirituality is basically finding the things that are prohibiting me from looking at myself as being the supreme and foremost authority in my life. Yes. That's my spiritual pursuit. It's not about finding another crutch. It's not about finding another quick fix or another answer. It's about finding those things that prohibit me from being the biggest me that I am, which is infinite. Mm-hmm. And until I understand without any trepidation that I am infinite, I'm still on my path. That's my pursuit. That's mm-hmm. my spiritual pursuit. It's not about okay, I'm going to do this so I can get this, or I'm going to say this so I can be safe and nothing can ha- nothing happens to me and all of those other things. My pursuit is to understand myself wholly. And until mm-hmm. I can put myself in the position where there is nothing above me and not feel ashamed or, or, or bad about feeling that way, until I get there, that's where I'm headed. That's where mm-hmm. I'm headed, and that's it, and that's all. It's not about, you know, well, I'm going to do this so, you know, again, I can win friends and be popular, and I can have people follow me and, and, and all of this other shit. And, and, and sad enough, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I am a romanticist. You know, when I embrace something and I align myself with something, I automatically assume that, okay, everybody's on the same thing, and this is beautiful, and, yeah, mm-hmm. let's get together and do this. But even in doing that, I'm beginning to realize that this spiritual journey is a lonely one. You Mm -hmm. can't corporatize it in any fashion. When you start to try to click up and clan up with other people, you're basically looking for another religion. Right. Because nobody is going to be the authority that you are. Something that I'm with people over. It's not. It's not your. You're not trying to find yourself. You're just trying to find another group to hang out with. He's trying mm-hmm. to find another group to hang out with. You know, we're just a little higher than the other. We, we, we've accumulated a little bit more knowledge than everyone else. And, you know, and for some people, that's the highest pursuit, the attainment of knowledge. You know, that's another spiritual trap. You know, most people just want to see how much they can learn, you know, in contrast to other people so they can just spout a bunch of facts and a bunch of information that some people don't know. And they mm-hmm. think that that's being spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know what the Illuminati is doing. I know where they got their information from. I know why they exist and how they exist. And they think that that is the, the realm in which their spirit, that, that spirituality exists, and they don't go outside of that. Like mm-hmm. there's many, I'm starting to see many compartments to this thing that are traps and pitfalls. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and it's like yeah. you, it, it, they're like they're like they're like genres and music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have country and rap and, and, and hip-hop and, 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 you know, R&B. 
It's the same thing in the spiritual community. You have the militant folk. You have your let's go back to Africa. You have your, you know, let's let's talk to the angels. You have your let's instant manifestation, uh, uh, Esther Hicks people. You know what I'm saying? There's many genres within the spiritual thing, and people who, who who want to, okay, get out of the church and find something different, they fall into these different little sub-pockets of spirituality, and they don't move from there. Mm-hmm. And that's just as dangerous as anything else. It's still a distraction. That's a bigger distraction than anything because it feels like you're making progress because you're not doing what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. But you're not progressing at all. You're not you're not coming any closer to your personal Godhood. You know? Right. Right. Or, or, people, or you realize along the way that in your pursuit of your personal Godhood that you alienate yourself from other people. And some for some people that's more than they can handle, so they stop right there. Mm-hmm. You know, if most people realize that the, the real definition of sin is looking at yourself anything less than God, then the shit, everybody's a goddamn sinner, especially the people in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, and to some people to hear somebody say that, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. How can I consider mm-hmm. myself God? You know, oh yeah, how can I consider myself just this topic, I'm sure that there's a lot of people afraid oh, yeah. of calling or listening or approaching because when uh, when we put it on Facebook and the topic is finding a new, looking for a new Jesus, so you know automatically people are are going to you know what the hell is that? They're going to turn away from that. So okay. they're even afraid to even you know approach that. So it is you know basically. We live in a culture of fear, mm-hmm. and um, everything that we do is motivated by trying to avoid undesired consequences um, and trying to move towards stuff that I want. Or, or and it's not even main. It's more of the trying to avoid punishment. Yeah. Um, that's what the church does is you if you do what I do these things that we tell you to do and you won't burn in hell for eternity, it's the government you do what these things we tell you to do or you won't go to jail or we won't take your you know, we won't penalize you. Um school systems, you do what we tell you to do and you will get good grades and graduate. Parents do what I tell you to do and you won't get punished or spanked. I mean, that's what our whole society is is um, driven and, and quote-unquote marketed from. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we do and that's what we look for is the I need to find something that's going to help alleviate something that I can do that is going to move me away from this pain because it must be pain because I'm being punished not because I am moving away from myself or I don't know myself, but I need to find something else. So people will say, you will hear people say, no, I'm not religious, but and I'm, I'm spiritual, but they don't really know what that means. It just means that I am rejecting what the church has to offer, but I still believe in a higher power and I still believe in God, but I don't want to be connected to 
what I have, what has been very painful, and I haven't been able to connect and misunderstand within their religious upbringing. They're rejecting that and saying, I'm not religious, but I'm spirit. I don't go to church, but I am spiritual. Um, but it turns out to basically be the same thing. They just don't go to church on Sunday. Right, 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 right. And they ignore the fact that the punishment and the karma and all of the things that they agree to are such, thus and so, because they, just by nature of their agreement, you know what I'm saying? Just by nature of their agreement, you know, it's like they dance all around this spiritual thing. And, again, they know all the nomenclatures, they know all the language and all of the other things, but they never get present to the idea that whatever is going on in their life is a direct reflection of how they view themselves. Mm -hmm. So they're constantly placing themselves in submission and, 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 and subjugation and diminishing themselves and wonder why they have no power in their lives. Even spiritual folk, mm-hmm. you know, even spiritual folk, they never get present to the idea that it starts and stops with you, you know, and, and, and that's, that is the spiritual pursuit, to get in alignment with who you are, to see yourself in that light, and until you do, you are subject to your own wayward thoughts, because they're not yours. Mm-hmm. They're not yours. You, when you, you have to take ownership for what it is that you, quote, unquote, believe. And to substitute one belief for another because it's safer, you're still in the same boat. Mm-hmm. You're still not giving yourself authority to, 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 to be the supreme being in your life. And it, that even that still sounds blasphemous even to folk, folks who say that they're spiritual. You know, I don't honor God, I honor the ancestors. I pray <laughs> to the ancestors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I pray to the ancestors. Nigga, pray to you. You, right. don't, you don't have enough authority to pray to yourself? Yourself, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, 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 no. Uh, the, the ancestors are in the ancestral realm. They know more than I do. They're always looking for someone else to put mm-hmm. on that throne. That's your throne. Mm-hmm. Sit on it. You can't yeah. give it to anyone else and expect to be bigger than what you are. You know, it's like, okay, well, let me just, let me find a new thing that's out there. Let me get with it. What's the new Jesus, y'all? What are we calling him now? You know what I'm saying? If that's what it is. We call right. him the spaghetti monster. Oh, spaghetti monster. Okay. Well, let me get down with mm-hmm. the spaghetti monster. Let me go get some trinkets and put him on my on my, on my altar. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. It really is. You know, it's, I don't know where it comes from or where it's when it starts but we always we always are told that we have to do something which is kind of like right. what you were talking about before Nikki is we we have to we have to do this to get this you know we have to do something and something always has to be done in order for the desired result to be achieved and it makes you wonder and with and it's something that I'm really starting to see as I continue to learn is what happens when you do nothing <laughs> when you just just stop and and let it arrange itself. Let it happen on its own. It, it to me, this life thing, a lot of it seems like it's almost an automated program or a program that happens and is going to continue to happen regardless of what you are 
or are not doing. So when you right. just let the program run itself, what happens then? And then it causes me to ask myself, well, what would happen in schools if you were told, you know, you really don't have to do anything, so you get to choose? What would happen if we finally all realized that you don't really have to do anything, rather you choose to or you just let it happen and let it come to you? You know, what would happen? We'd be free. That's what you know. The part of what they're doing is 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 uh, creating slaves right. or people right. that can be controlled. It, right. Because because if you feel like you constantly have to do something, you'll never be able to just sit and let the greater the greater thing that is waiting for you show up. Right. That's just it. That's it. Right. Right. You got to get on that treadmill. You got to get on that wheel. Right. You gotta get on that wheel. You can't you can't not get on the wheel. You have to get on the wheel. You have to do something. You have to generate movement. Mm-hmm. You have to. That's that 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 is that's the understanding. You know? And if you're not generating something, if you're not willing something to happen by your movement, you know, which fits into everything that we're born into from the time we're we, we squeeze through the through the hole. We're being conditioned to start to get on that damn treadmill, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people are on a, on a on an easier treadmill than others, but they're on the treadmill, creating resources for someone else, not doing anything for themselves. They just slide that over into this. Let me do right. this and let me do that, so I can gain something for myself. And let me be the only, let me <laughs> like let me be the 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 the, the, uh, the entrepreneur of my own company. But I gotta work harder in my own company than I do working for someone else. It's still that work. Because you're judging yourself. It's all about ego-based, your ego-based state of consciousness that you're Mm -hmm. operating under somebody else's standards, and you're judging yourself by somebody else's standards. In order to have something, I have to work extra hard in order to get it, or you know, no pain, no gain. Or if I'm not working hard, nothing. Nothing worth having comes easy. You have to work hard for it. So if I want to have my, and on my own, I have to work super hard for it because nobody, I don't have anybody to depend on. So, you know, you are still, your thoughts and your beliefs and your actions are based off of somebody else's standards and value system and it has nothing to do with you. You still are not having your own conscious attitudes. You're, you, everything that you're doing is still based off of what someone else is saying. Oh, look at yeah, what you're doing. Right. You're really making it right. happen. Look what they're going to be so proud of me. Wait till I'm going to show them. They thought I couldn't do it, but look what I'm doing. Right. I'm making it happen. Still, all based mm-hmm. off of someone else's thinks your success is supposed to look like. So, therefore, you have to have and do and be what these people that basically become your God, because those are who you are trying to please, um, what they think. And so you base all of your success over what they're going to think of you when they find out what you're doing or when they see what you're doing. And so, you know, they're they're your God at that point. Mhm. Right, right. And it's all still coming from a from from lack. 
it's 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 the contrast to lack. It's it's you know it's like the, the the good time song, keeping your head above water. How far above water can you get? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, we went from good the time. Jeffersons to the No, good time. You mean keeping your head above water, making a wave when you can, temporary lady. No, we went from. We went from, yeah, we went, we went from good time, tell me, from the Jeffersons to good time. There's a lot of meat in there, man. I'm saying, you can find meat in anything. <laughs> but that's the baseline, you know what I'm saying? Keeping your head above water. And the further yeah. you are above that water, the more, you know, Blessed. I hate that fucking word. The more blessed you are, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and it's still, it's still in contrast to that waterline. Stand above that right. waterline. It's not. You never get right. to the point where you just say, "Man, the hell with the water. I'm in a different stratosphere now. I ain't even no water up here." Mm-hmm. You know, there's no such thing as, as as lack. There is no such thing as lack. You still hold the lack value somewhere in your psyche, and you're contrasting, you're trying to create contrast between you and that thing that you entertain as lack, you know, and you call that spirituality, you know, mm-hmm. look how high I am, look how far I am, man, my feet ain't even in the water, but I see the water, it's right there, you still see it, and you still keep it within your, 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 your realm of perspective and your sight line. You know, and you pat yourself on the back because your feet ain't wet, but you still see the water. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, you never get to the point where it's like, okay, all right, I'm done with that. I'm, I'm, I'm I process that lack thing, and I'm on to something different. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not even entertaining that. That's not even an option anymore. You know, you, you know, and you look back and you're like, damn, people still doing that. That should be it. You know, people still doing that. But if, you know, years from now you're still doing it, then what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> because you changed your name to, to you know, some some spiritual sounding shit. You, <laughs> you think that right. you're the end all to be all because you, you you accumulated a few things in your life? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I want to talk about this karma thing, though. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. You mentioned that you hate the word blessed. I want you to expound on that a little bit. I hate the word blessed. I hate, you know, it's like, you know, to use a biblical phrase, pouring new wine in old wineskins. You take all those words and you don't even research what they mean and the value of those words and you plug them into you know, your language now, and you're still limiting yourself by those words. The word blessed basically is to be bathed in blood. Mm. What the hell does blood have to do with anything mm-hmm. once you know better? What does blood have to do with you being prosperous? You know, what the hell does blood, how does bloodshed fit into the equation? Mm. And you still hear people say all the time, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. <laughs> what are you really saying? And have you spent the time to research the things that come out of your mouth and what they mean, mm. the spells of the words that come out of your mouth. Mm. And a lot of times our very prison is our language, you know. And and, mm. and, and, and very few people process or spend time with understanding that your language is your lockdown. Mm-hmm. You know, so though you continue to 
to, to use these words and you say, well, I know I'll, I'll put a different meaning or a different value to it, have you convinced your subconscious of that value? Or is that something that you're consciously admitting, but you haven't worked all the way down to the root? Because if it's still down in the root, meaning what it meant when you were in church, it still has the same value to it. Mm-hmm. It still has the same value to it. So, you know, people, that's another trick. They think that words are benign in that regard. You know, they call words, they call spelling. When you spell, put words together, they call it spelling for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's a spell. You're casting spells when you use language. You know, and then, you know, people, whatever the words are, whatever the line, whatever the word your guru was using, that's the word we're going to use. You have no no idea what it means or what, a va- what value attached to is attached to it. Your subconscious is far older than you can imagine at this particular time. So whatever it interprets it to be is what you basically resonate from. Mm-hmm. So when you align yourself with someone else's language, you're aligning yourself with their spell. Mm-hmm. You just trade one for the other. Man, it's a lot of subtle tricks out there. But if you never take the time to investigate and do the real spiritual work to understand things for yourself, of yourself, for yourself, you're always subject to somebody else's offer. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the thing that bothers me the most about the word is Basically, the way that it's used and the way that people say it is that you are positioning yourself in a way that God will find favor with you and right. not somebody else. Right. And so when somebody, oh, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm, you know, how are you? Oh, I'm blessed. That, right. You know, Compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. You know, spiritually right now and all so-and-so is having a hard time, so basically God is not looking favorably on that person right now, so she needs to do what she needs to do to align herself and position herself so that she can be blessed. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're not working hard enough, so God's not blessing you. And obviously I'm doing something right because he's looking at me right because I, you know, I have, my life is good and I have stuff and I, you know, just I got a new car, so Ooh, what a blessing. You got a new car. Ooh, what a blessing. Right, right. I'm blessed. So God, I'm you so that you can buy a, so you can spend money on a, you know, a piece of metal, (laughs) a fancy piece of metal with a motor in it to get you from one place to another, but he didn't want this other person to be able to get to the other side of town, but he wanted you to, so you're blessed. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand logically how people can think when they say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm blessed, or may God continue to bless you. So right. meanwhile, 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 your blessing in the form of that car is wreaking havoc on your chakra system every time you turn the key. But, right. You know, with your with your blessing. Or. <laughs> People look at it. Oh, that's such a blessing! What a blessing! And then this, they're not—they're—they choose to bless this, but not this. Or this is a blessing, but this other thing isn't a blessing because that would be undesired for you. I mean, like you hear what you would consider bad news: somebody getting a divorce is not bless worthy. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Which could be the best thing in, that ever happened to this person. And then somebody get getting married. Oh, what a blessing! What a blessing! Which could be the worst thing that 
could happen to this person as far as what they are desiring in their life because they're doing it for all the wrong reasons and intentions. It's it's doing everything that goes against everything that they are, but it looks good, and that's what people are supposed to do. So what a blessing, what a blessing. Right, right. And another another subtle. True to themselves and getting out of a situation that is not them, that is destructive to them, that is destroying them, that is is squashing their spirit, and so they are deciding to make this huge change in their lives and get out of a destructive relationship that, oh, that's too bad, that's so sad. Mm. I'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. right. Right, right. And, 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 and on top of that, is the whole notion that spirituality is selflessness that you're supposed to give to your fellow man even in lieu of your own spiritual well-being. That's spirituality. When you sacrifice yourself Mm -hmm. for the betterment of someone else, you are a spiritually enlightened person. When Mm -hmm. in all actuality, man, spirituality is a very selfish endeavor. It's a very selfish endeavor. It's about getting you in line first and foremost. It's mm-hmm. not about accumulating karmic points or, or credit because you've done something for somebody else. So, you you know, you it's like you, you give, me, give me your scorecard. Let me punch your scorecard because you helped another person out. And you, mm-hmm. forsook, you forsake yourself and help someone else out. So that puts you farther ahead in the spiritual game. In, in, in all actuality, your spiritual pursuit is personal. It's personal, and, and it's, it's in spite of everyone else. You know, when you start entertaining, going out trying to save your fellow man, you're not doing your work. You're you're caught up in the distractions of things that, you know, and, 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 and when you reach a certain point and you realize that helping someone else does, you, if you're not helping someone else to fuel yourself first and foremost, then you're not mm-hmm. doing anything. You're not doing anything. You know, right. this whole notion of I have to be selfless, I have to give, and I have to put myself on the back burner so that my fellow man can prosper is is, is another trick and distraction. Right. Exactly, because, you know, who are you? When there's nobody else around, when there's nobody to right. bounce ideas off of, to work for, to impress, to give to, right. who are you? And you need to you need to get good with that person naked alone in a dark room in the middle of nowhere. You know, your spirit is still there. Your spirituality is still there. And if it changes because there's nobody around, then that to me sounds like a, a false path that you are on. It is a false path. It is a false path. Then you start looking around and saying, well, let me see who I can go play Jesus for. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Let me go yep. play Jesus for somebody. Let me go yep. hang on the cross and be the sacrificial lamb for somebody else. Yeah. Let me take that 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 ideology over here because that's the noble endeavor. That's the spiritual way. Right. That has nothing to do with spirituality at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Yep. Okay. All right, let's talk about spirituality and uh and karma. You mentioned karma, which basically what we kind of think of as cause and effect. You get what you put out there. You know, people think, you know, karma is about 
you know, act, your actions and the results. So if you are mean to someone, it's going to come back to you. So says the law of karma. Um, so if you're nice and you do nice things, then you're going to get those things are going to come back to you. And that is probably the kind of instant generic belief in karma is, mm-hmm. you know, the universe and God knows what you're doing, so he's going to, he knows what you're really going to do and the negative actions that you performed are going to, you're going to have to pay for that sometime in the future. So, and then when something bad happens, it's, oh, well, that must have been his karma. You must have did something bad. Mm-hmm. So, what are your right. thoughts on, right. on, on, on that? My, my thoughts are karma. Karma is self-actuated and self-perpetuated. Mm-hmm. Karma is a result of a distorted viewpoint, a, a distorted perspective of yourself. Karma is guilt. If you hold guilt for something that you've done, that you feel, that you deserve a, an exact judgment or, or, or punishment for, you will visit that very thing within your mm-hmm. experience, somewhere along the line. So karma is very, if, if you think that what you, you're going to have somebody complete, do, that does something that looks completely egregious in the sight of someone else. But mm-hmm. in their psyche, they don't entertain any guilt for doing it. You think karma's going to visit them? If they honestly believe that they did what they did because they were just in doing what they did, that there's going to be some retribution because they did what they did to you? Hell no. But if they hold within their own psyche, damn, I did that and I shouldn't have done that and that was wrong and I feel bad or I feel guilty about that, then they're wrapped within that notion is... That, that that accrued karma that you self actuated and self perpetuated. Mm-hmm. You know, it, again, it's about understanding that you are the supreme authority in your life. What you bind is bound. What you loose is loosed. It's you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing above you. There's no scales of balances above you that dictate what your reward or your punishment is. You are the judge, juror, and executioner. Mm-hmm. However, if your perception or your 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 notion of that is swayed or tainted by everyone else's notion or perspective, and you entertain that as your reality, thus is so. As you say, it is. It is. As a man thinketh, such it is. Mm-hmm. Period. So, allowing karma to visit you is basically giving up your understanding of yourself and entertaining someone else's perspective of who you are. Mm. It's still living outside of your godhood. Mm. Right. It's still living and outside of your godhood. Yeah, and basically what you're what you are saying well, what you're saying is if you believe that you did something I'm gonna say quote unquote wrong and you know it was wrong, then basically you're sending out the vibration of guilt and shame. And so right. that vibe is turning to yourself. Oh, but if it's the exact same thing, 
But the other person is like, hmm, I know I did it for a good reason, and I'll do it again, and it's what I felt was necessary for me to do, and it was something that was completely right at that moment in time that I did it and I was justified in doing it, then their vibration is going to go out as I did something honorable, then they're not going to be sending out the same vibration. And so, therefore, they are not going to have the same effect. Right. For their, although the cause, right. the effect is going to be different because their thoughts about the action are different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's how you perceive it. It's your perception. It's, it's mm-hmm. what you hold right. in terms of vibration that visits you. It's what you radiate from. It's what you send out into the universe that comes back to you. If you send it out as guilt and shame and, and looking for punishment, then you send out that boomerang. Mm-hmm. You sent that boomerang. No, there's nobody standing up, up in the sky with a scale saying, well, you did this, so boom. You know? You're the boomerang. You're the cause and the effect. It's you. It's you. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 and, and to, to entertain any other ideas other than that, then you, you're subject to whatever idea that you entertain. That's how powerful right. you are. That's how powerful. So you what are. most people that's do, what you say what, is, that's what it is. Right, and what you're they hearing guess? about, what most people do, or what you mostly hear about karma, is that they are basically using the Christian moral code. And what's the laws of karma? And saying that when you do something bad, it's going to come back to you because you did something bad, and so now you have to be punished. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm, if you're not punished, well, you know, karma's going to catch up. If I can't punish you, then karma's going to get you. So I'm, and based right. off of the, you know, the Christian code, the moral code of, of, right. of what you right. grew up with, Christianity, right. instead and, and, of the and, being. And, and, and say say you say that to someone, and they hold that as a belief. You planted that seed in their head, and they manifested that seed because they they held it and entertained it as a possibility. So thus it is. Right, but it has more to do with you know the what motivation, like what we we mentioned before. Like it's like the the suicide bombers. Mm-hmm. It's in their mind. Their motivation is, I'm doing this because I don't want to be a burden on my family and they're going to give me $10,000 if I do this and my mother is not going to have to suffer anymore and I will be able to take care of my brothers and sisters and I'm honorable in this. And they go and they blow up people and, you know, they believe in their, you know, next class for karma, they did something good and they're going to be rewarded for that and that is the vibration that they're giving off. And not, and you know, somebody else looking at that is that's evil and they're going to hell and they're going to burn forever. In mm-hmm. their mind, they did something that was honorable and good and they were helping their family. So, their karma is that they did something good. And so their belief in that in that belief 
and that, you know, ethical system is based on the notion that they did something responsible and did something good. And so in their next life, they're going to be rewarded with something that they're going to have a more profitable life. And, um, you know, people who did some, and, you know, people who are, you know, they're looking at it as, you know, if you look at it from the Buddhist tradition, you know, like Bill Gates must have done lots of really good things in his last life to have so many riches in this life. And people who are, um, you know, starving on the streets of India must have did something really bad in their last life and they're paying for it now. Um, if if what you are, it only pertains to if you if you believe that it is something that you shouldn't have done, will you have to, quote, unquote, pay for that? Will there be a penalty? Your penalty you depends on... Did you think that the ruling elite, the holders of all the secrets that we speak about, do you think that they subscribe to the notion of karma? Hell no. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hell no. Right. You know, right. they, they know better. They know better, and that's why they do what they do. They, they know there's no retribution if they don't entertain the idea of retribution for themselves. Right. You talk and about Bill Gates, and Bill Gates must have did something in his last life to reward him, and it's like, okay, well, Bill Gates is actually actively perpetuating and engaging in, in, in mass genocide in Africa. And population control. So does he go back? Next time he's going to go back to being poor or whatever the case may be because he's doing that now? You know what I'm saying? Right. It depends on holding on to know something good. Right. 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 So it depends. The reason those those folks... Right. The reason those folks are where they are, the reason why the 1% rules over the 99 is because the the 1% are actually using spiritual principles for their benefit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're using spiritual principles for their benefit and for control. You know, it's neither good nor bad. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. It really is what it is because those same people that are doing that are are, are us. We are the same one thing having a multiplicity of experiences. So those people that are doing that are the same people as we are, the same person as we are having this conversation. It's mm-hmm. all the same one thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody outside of this thing holding the scales and, and, and writing justices and and, and, and and exacting retribution for folks who ain't doing what they supposed to be doing and all of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. We're in a pen. You know, a lot of us are in what is, is, is a virtual pig pen. It has, it has a gate with a hinge, and the door is always open, and we choose yep. to keep ourselves in the pen because of what we are fed and what we choose to believe. And for a lot of yep. us, karma is just another trap, another shackle, another way yep. for us to stay in the pen. You know, yep. uh, it's, it's often referred to as the wheel, and people need to get right. off the wheel. Yeah, yeah, wheel. Get off the wheel. Get 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 off the wheel. You know there there are things that you wish you could do, but you think that you can't do them because you're going to be punished for doing them. 
And because you think you're going to be punished for doing them, you're going to be punished for doing them. But if you want to do it and you're unapologetic about it, whatever it is, whatever it is, because we live on a spectrum and the spectrum is broad, you can do it and nothing will happen to you. Yep, yep, yep. All is permitted. Nothing is forbidden. All is permitted. Right, right. Like wouldn't Crowley say, do as thou wilt is the whole of the law. You know. And they and, and and you think that you know you're a better person for refraining right. from doing these things right. when really you're not. You've just kept no, those not. hidden desires and tendencies at bay, be they positive or negative. Right, right. It's all about the experience. It's all about experience. There's no positive or negative. There's no good or bad. It's all experience. How do you interpret that experience? Mm-hmm. Again, you the judge, the jury, and the executioner. You know, and, and, and most of us function from a jury, from a courtroom that has tainted jury. Right. That's a good book title, the tainted jury. And this Damn. this experience that we live in is is full of all potential outcomes and possibilities. So for everything yeah. that happens. The opposite of it happens. Something parallel to it happens with just a little change. All all things are possible. So for yep. these people who think that it only should ever be one certain kind of way, that right. only applies maybe to you and what you right. can control and program. But for every right. every thought you have, every experience you have, the opposite and three bajillion versions of it exist. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And they yep, and yep. and they exist because they have the right to. You know, they it's it's all a question of perception and perspective. That's it. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. So let's let's guard your perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With all due diligence. Guard your perspective. Mhm. Know what's yours and know what's given to you. Know what's yours and know what's an idea that was implanted or suggested mm-hmm. to you that you hold on as your reality. Man, I say it. outside of yourself. Right, I, I say all the time, who is you living for, you know? Who is you living for? And, right. and whose thoughts are in your head right now? Because it's really important mm-hmm. to check in because we have a bunch right. of programs running, running at any given time. Yes. Hell yeah. Ask you- Subtle, subtle program, yeah. too. Yeah? All the time. Yeah. Very subtle program. Yeah, it's Mama always... Uh, Grandmama did it. It's uh, always about the, you know, we have, what, um, you know, 60,000 thoughts a day, and maybe 3,000 of those might be original thoughts that are right. not thoughts you had the day before and might not be and are not, you know, 57,000 of those are not yours and the thoughts you had the day before. So getting off the wheel is changing, not just thinking the same thing over and over and over and living on the automatic program and not thinking we're our, this whole society is just designed so that we don't think and everybody else tells you what to think. You get up in the morning. You know, most people, 
their lives consist of they sleep until the alarm clock goes off, tells them when to get up. They get up, they get dressed, they get in their car, they listen to the radio, which is telling them what they might listen to the news, which is telling them what to think and how how they're supposed to think of what they're listening to. They get Mm -hmm. to work, somebody tells them what they're supposed to do all day. They work, punch out, get in their car, listen to the radio more about what somebody is telling them what they should be thinking. They get home, turn on the TV, more of other people telling you what you're supposed to be thinking, and Mm -hmm. you go to sleep, and you do it all over again the next day. Yeah. Where was your thinking, your living in that? Right. Right. Where's the freedom? (laughs) Where is the freedom there is none. And that's why the tail wags the dog. <laughs> that's why the 99, the one control the 99. Because mm-hmm. they put themselves in position to be the ones who, who frame the thought. That's you right. Become the, frame, the framers of everyone else's thought. You, can, you don't have to physically oppress or suppress someone. You own their mind. You own their mind. You own them. That's it. You know? You own someone's mind. You don't have to do anything. They keep themselves mm-hmm. in check. There it they is. They keep themselves in check. And the moment, that, yeah. again, the moment they place themselves in, in low regard or in low esteem or, or in subjugation to someone else, it's checkmate. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're going to manifest and continue to perpetuate in their lives. So they're going to mm-hmm. continue to stay on the wheel and run and grind and do what they need to do, get this money, you know, and live and, and, and live at that menial, uh, uh, mundane Life uh, expression, mm-hmm. you know, and then they accumulate a couple things and they get a nice house, a nice car. Not to mention they can't stay at the house because they always got to work to pay for the bitch. You can't enjoy it. Right, but exactly. you know, they're fulfilling that's that program. That's insanity. Uh-huh. That is definitely insanity. Crazy. That's exactly yeah. what that is, and that's that's exactly what that is. It's insanity, and then they look at you when you when you say, you know, I'm I'm I am my supreme authority. Like you crazy? Mm-hmm. When the hell? How in the hell can that be? How is that crazy? When you allow someone else to determine your experience for you, and I'm saying here, right. saying, no, I'm I am determining my own experience, but you calling me crazy? Mm-hmm. What the fuck right. is that? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you don't have the right to determine your own experience. Who do you think you are, God? Yep. Who do you think you are, always? Who do you think you are? Yep. <laughs> you think you are. Yeah. Okay, I'm about, to bring up another, I'm about to bring up another black sitcom. Okay, um, this is about which I always think about because it, it resonated with me as soon as I saw it or heard it, and it was years ago, and I still remember it very clearly. On Living Single, y'all remember Living Single? Anyway, that was my show. (laughs) And Kyle, (laughs) you know, Kyle was Scott Kroger and, right, I still watch the reruns when it comes on every single single time I catch it. But Kyle, who was the stockbroker and worked really hard and had this image to uphold and, you know, was, you know, very proud of his success. He had this brother where they only, I think they may have only had one episode with him, but his brother had just came from Africa and he was in New York and came to visit him and he didn't have a job and he was just going from place to place to place 
And Kyle was basically disgusted with him because he's like, you are so irresponsible. You're an adult now. It's time for you to act like an adult. You need to get a job. You need to get a, you need to do, you know, get a career. You need to settle down. And he's like, you know, he just looked at him as he said, I am living my life while all you're doing is going to work and existing and I am living. I just came back from Africa. I'm doing exactly what I want to do with my time every day. Can you say the same thing? And he wow. just kind of looked at it as, as, no, but I'm supposed to be the successful one. And mm-hmm. that wow. just resonated with me as here's this person who is working and trying to do everything he can to get a promotion because that is going to validate him as, look, they accept me, they love me, they think that I work hard, I'm worthy, they're going to give me a title. And he's looking down at his brother for saying, I want to see Africa, so he goes to Africa. I want to experience what it's like to live day-to-day, so he's living day-to-day. I want to create my artwork, so I'm doing my artwork. You can go to work every day, but that's not for me because I don't want to do that. And how we look down on people who basically take responsibility for their life and live it and not just fall into the get on the hamster wheel and stay on the hamster wheel because that's what looks good and that's what's the most successful. And we praise those people for not having the courage to get off the wheel, and we look down off, down on those who have the courage to do so. Mm-hmm. Right. Make something of yourself. Right. You need Make a title. You need, uh, right. you need a neighborhood in this house. What do, you, what do you do for a living? And that's the first thing we ask people. What do you do for a living so we can know how to categorize them so that we can know how worthy they are of, and what kind of attention we want to give them. Mm-hmm. So um, if we, you know, I need to know what you do so I can know how much, if you're worth my time or not. And if you're not right. worth my time, I'm moving, so I need to know what you do so I don't know if you're worth me talking to or not. We need to put people in right. categories so we know what their worth is. And their worth is predicated on, on 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 something that somebody that they'll never know or meet. And right. this is your worth. When right. you know, when you allow someone to hand you your worth, they are essentially your idol or your god. That's it. That's your god. That's your god. Someone who whoever hands you your worth, whoever put whoever's the one who strings that carrot on the end of that stick. And prompts you to chase it. He's your God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Whoever you're trying to feel worthy for, whoever you're trying to impress, whoever you have to steer your actions, um, beliefs, decisions on so that this person will quote unquote praise you or so you can please this person. That's the definition of worship. That's worship. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's exact that's exactly the definition. Things that can exactly. be taken away from you in a split second. 
titles can be stripped. People who adore you can leave. They can die. Everything, everything could could completely be stripped from you. Are you not still the same person? You know, right? Some people know, right? No, some people can't exist without contrast, right? When you can exist without contrast, you onto something. When your existence is predicated on what it looks like in contrast to someone else, mm-hmm. you're not living at all. You're not living at all. When your entire motif is compare and contrast, then you have you have no power. That's right. You have That's absolutely right. no power. And the power that you do have, you 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 you're shooting it in the ground. You're not even doing anything with it. You're 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 chasing you know you're taking all of your magnificence and everything you are in terms of manifestation and 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 being and getting exactly what it is that you want in terms of attracting or repelling things from your life. And you mm-hmm. take all of that magnificence and you spend it on dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> you spend it on keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, tell me, tell me, when, on what planet does that make sense? All right, you take you. all of that, all yeah. of, of 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 that godhood, and you spend it on keeping up with the Joneses. Mhm. Yeah. When the Joneses ain't even thinking about you. <laughs> right. There it is. Right. Right. Damn. Every- it reminds me of a story that I'm going to paraphrase horribly, but it involves a, just a, a fisherman in some small village in some part of the world. He just fishes, and that's what he does day to day, just for his passion. And some businessman comes by and says, "Hey, you know, you should, you should look at turning your fishing business into into uh, into something bigger." And so the fisherman asks the businessman, he says, "Okay, so you know, what would you do?" And he says, "Okay, well, you could you could buy a new boat and then start fishing more fish and then sell those fish and then you could buy more boats and sell more fish and create a company." And so then the fisherman says to the businessman, "Okay, then what after that?" And the the businessman is like, "All right, and then you could, could create a whole fleet and then you could get an office and start to make lots of money, not even have to fish, and 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 become this wealthy millionaire." And so then he says, all right, and then what after that? He says, okay, and then once you've generated enough revenue and opportunity, you can sell the company and retire a billionaire. And then the fisherman says to the businessman, okay, and then what after that after you retire? He said, well, then you could just sit in the water and just fish for fun, which is exactly what the fisherman was doing all along. In the fall, in the first place. <laughs> right. Exactly what you were doing in the first place. Right. Right. Like my friend you went right. all around Robin Hood's barn and wound up in the same pile of shit. Right. right. But because you were so busy trying to keep up with the Joneses or become something in somebody else's eyes, you distance yourself from yourself just to come right back to who you were all along. All right. along. Right. All along. Yes. Wow. Right. Wow. So you went through all that just to be who you all were. All that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, you know, people people accumulate all the stuff and collect titles and have five degrees and just to try to be something that they're think other people 
want them to be or what they think is impressive or what they think is going to bring them happiness through validation, through other people looking at them and seeing them in a certain light, only to come back to what was there all and made you happy all along. It was, it was, you know, knowing, knowing who you are and what is really, you know, the 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 simple the, the simpleness of just being you because in the pursuit of all of these titles which is only bringing you further away from who you are mm-hmm. the right. pursuit of all of that is only to find out who you are in the first place and it just brings you back to to you mm-hmm. so right. Right. it's simplicity it's 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 understanding that there's nothing complex about, you know, and a lot of people think that the more complex their lives are, the more avenues that they have or the more resources and the more things and everything else, the more complex they are, the better they are, when in all actuality it's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. It's about simplicity. It's or about simplicity. or what, what, what that story also makes me think of is, the contrast of the the fisherman at the beginning of the story, he's just being a fisherman and he he likes to fish and he enjoys it, so he sits and he fishes for his basic needs and he eats every day and he goes back and the fish are plentiful so he knows that he can go back, but he hasn't done anything. The Mm -hmm. fisherman at the end of the story, he can sit there and fish because he's earned it. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Right. That's basically what the salesman was telling him. Well, you're sitting here fishing, but you haven't earned it. You need to earn it. You need to do something with yourself. It's not good right. enough for right. you to just sit here and fish without earning it. Again, who do you think you are? You haven't done anything. Right. The there it is. Man, you got to earn, right. earn the right to right. be simple. Right, to sit there and do nothing and fish because you earned right. it. You didn't earn it at the beginning of the story. And that's basically what society is telling you is you can't sit on your ass all day unless you earned it. Oh, right. it works for you me. have to do. Do, do, do. Now you can sit down. But if you haven't done that, you can't sit down. You better go out there and make yourself and contribute to society and make yourself useful and, and earn your right to sit down because you haven't done anything. You haven't earned it. Mm-hmm. And it makes me ask again, okay, what if there were no society (laughs) against which to measure yourself? Then what would you do? What would you do if there was nobody else around for you to measure yourself against? If the answer changes, right, if it changes radically, well, ding, 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 that's what you should have been doing all along. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Whose standards are you measuring yourself against? Whose standards Mm -hmm. are you judging with? Mm-hmm. And if they're not yours, then you need to reevaluate. That's it. And if you're judging yourself at all, it's because you're viewing yourself through somebody else's standards. Mm-hmm. Who is you living for? <laughs> yep. Who is you living for? Who is you living for? Who is you living for? Yeah. <laughs> And, and and you need to do something because many people have sacrificed themselves. Mm-hmm. That's they're right. Up, they're giving up their lives and died for you to 
because then you can have the right to sit That's here. Right. Died for your <laughs> sins, carried a cross, <laughs> right, hundreds right. of miles, right, just so right. you could live. So you can live. Right. You can have life and have it more abundantly. There are people mm-hmm. that sign up for the military and they go abroad and they fight for your liberties and your freedoms every day, and you mm-hmm. sit here and fish. And the only reason that you can sit here and fish is because somebody died for your right to do it. Mm-hmm. That's another Okay, so is that making them Jesus? Isn't that making every soldier out there Jesus? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's still the same thing, same motif. You're like this right, you were so telling me the other day about the teacher with the with the death. You so they sit here and have a good life and good freedom. That's Jesus. Yeah. So they basically make the, all of the the soldiers Jesus. So we right. need to we need to to worship them and show them how much we appreciate them giving their lives for us. Well, hell, why stop there? I mean, when you're eating that burger, think about the cow that gave us life. You got that nice, you got that nice piece of bacon with with your eggs. You know, think about those chickens and and the and the pigs. I, don't just stop with humans. Right. Right. Wow, everybody, uh, everybody, Jesus. I'm, I'm saying, everybody, everybody, Jesus. You know, damn, Jesus. That's it. <laughs> There's many a chicken that gave up their lives. Yep. Some of them Yeah. Put some honey in your teeth and let all those bees that work so hard. Right. 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 Jesus. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. Nikki, tell us about that article that you read the other day about the teachers. Oh, yeah, it had this, um, this was, uh, somebody had posted an article on Facebook that, again, I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase badly, but um, it was this teacher in in Arkansas and her, with the permission from the principal and the superintendent, she removed all of the desks and the chairs from her room. And when the first period class walks in, there's no chairs, and they're like, what's going on? And I think it went all the way through maybe, like, to the last period of the class, and they finally brought in they brought in one chair, and nobody understood why this student, out of all the kids in the day, earned the right to sit in a chair. And they were saying, oh, you'll find out in a minute. And then it had this, this, these 20 U.S. soldiers, veterans come in and bring the chairs into the room so that all the kids can have a chair to sit down and basically what it was it was saying that these soldiers you didn't earn the right to sit here but these soldiers earned the right for you to sit in this chair so now your responsibility is to do everything that you need to do in order to show your appreciation to stay in school and get good grades and listen to the teacher so that you can show that you have appreciation and earned the right to sit in a chair because somebody went overseas and earned the right for you to have the freedom to go to school. Mm -hmm. And all of the comments on it was, oh, this is so great, and yes, this is, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at this. This is is disturbing me because you're basically telling 
all of these kids and everybody that reads this that, again, you think the way I tell you to think or else you're, these kids don't earn, they have to earn a right to sit in a chair by being obedient and doing what you want them to do and to be a clone of everybody else. And that way they earn the right to sit in a chair. They have to earn the chair. And um, the person who posted it was like, no, I just meant that we need to take advantage of the opportunity and and what you have um, the opportunity to go to school, you need to take full advantage of it and get everything that you want out of it. And I said, well, first of all, if that's the case, then all of black kids should have got two chairs because, <laughs> there are eight for them to sit in that chair. And second of all, if it wasn't the school system and the government that gave those soldiers no other choice but to join the military join because them. <laughs> they failed them that they had no other choice to take care of their family but to go into the military. They didn't do it because they were being honorable and wanted to um, – they believed in the war that they were fighting. They did it because they wanted to do they something family, and they saw no other way out of their circumstances because they were not given opportunities that you're talking about in order to go to school or to get a job that was going to support them and their family. And the only option they felt that they had was to go into the military. So the very mm-hmm. system right. that you're talking about. Right, and then they find themselves in a war that was created for nothing other than personal than, than, than monetary gain. And it had nothing to do with freedom and liberty and fighting terror and fighting them over there so they don't have to fight them over here and all of that other bullshit. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that y'all got something we want, we coming to take it. Right. What's noble about that? What's noble yeah. about giving your life for somebody else's mm-hmm. gain? Mm-hmm. So basically what they do is they have this formula where you involve kids so that you can get sympathy and you put in the military and look what they did for your freedom and it's instant. Right. And then the news, then it's in the article it said the news showed up and all of that other shit and cameras. And... Right, yeah. Once the, mm-hmm. once, the, once the chairs were gone, the news station started showing up to see what this crazy teacher was doing. What is this crazy teacher up to? So it was all of this, wow, what is she doing? And look how great she looks at look at what she did to show how important and it is to honor our servicemen and to realize the sacrifice that they're making for us. So I was like, This is nothing but propaganda, propaganda and you like are ready because they put um education and teachers and kids in it and some soldiers that look like your brothers that, you know, like look like somebody who you know and they're young and attractive people and so you feel sorry for them and you fail for it and now you are circulating it and 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 further solidifying why we are going to fall deeper and deeper into this spell that they put on you instead of questioning mm-hmm. it, what is it really the intent of the article? Whether you said it because... You're you're putting it up because you think that, oh, no, I just want people to take advantage of their opportunities. No. You need to look below right. the surface. Just look at exactly. and then and then, and then and, and then she went Teacher of the Year in Arkansas for doing that. So she was rewarded yeah. for that propaganda. Mm-hmm. She, was, she won Teacher of the Year in the state of Arkansas for that. 
true. Yeah, he's rewarded for that propaganda. Mm-hmm. Very much, much said, I know this is kind of off the beaten path, but it's kind of the same thing. Much, much the same way that Tyler Perry is being rewarded for his propaganda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, he went in the Academy Awards and I, shit for shit like Precious. <laughs> and all that kind of shit. Are your thoughts actually your thoughts And why do you think the things that you see Don't just Feel like oh I need to jump on the back Everybody this is a feel good story And I want to If I'm a bad person if I don't support this And then they have all those on, On Facebook where they have all of these You know share if you care And if you don't care Then you know Ignore this and you know, if you love Jesus, then share. If you don't love Jesus, then ignore this. If you if you want to go to heaven, share. If you want to go to hell, don't share. You know, all of all of this manipulation stuff. It's it's basically mm-hmm. kind of people automatically feel pressured as well. I have to press share because what will people think if I don't share? I'm not a good person. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good. So it's it's the same thinking as I can't have people thinking that I don't care. I can't have people thinking that I'm not I'm not a good person or I'm heartless. So I have right. to share the cancer victim. I get if I get a thousand likes, then um, you know I get treatment for my cancer. So I have to press like, and we right. fall for that all the time. Mm-hmm. Just think about what you're doing and think about why you're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, just, it may just sound so crazy when you actually talk about it, when you look at it on paper. You know, God is going to punish me if I don't click uh, an icon on the screen and share hey, a I'm picture gonna, of something <laughs> through the air. I'm going to burn in hell, and I'm denying God if I don't click on, would you answer? Jesus is knocking. Would you answer? <laughs> click this right. like is yes. If I don't click yes, then I'm denying Jesus, and I'm going to go to hell. Right, I'm, I'm 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 raising and feeding children. You know, I'm, I'm living my life. I'm doing the best I can. But because I didn't click share for a, a picture of a, a dying cat, and then saying right. I love Jesus, I'm going to hell. Right. 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 I mean, that's how easily right. people are manipulated. You don't even right. have to try. Well, you know, we got, yeah. we we're supposed to thank the troops because without them, we wouldn't be able to sit in these desks. But what about the kids who can't eat uh, a school lunch because they can't afford it, you know? I was thinking today, yesterday I was driving in my car and I passed by this huge billboard and it said, help me, Jesus and Mary, I need you now. And then it had a phone number and it had the name of the uh, the reverend that I guess purchased the billboard. And I was thinking, you know, I might have talked about this before, but how many people could have been fed with the money that was used to to – Advertise on this huge billboard. You know how? Yeah. What kind of functions could have been held with that money? Mm-hmm. You know, what family right. could have could have gotten a leg up from that mm-hmm. ugly red billboard that just says a few words, has a phone number on it, and the name of a reverend for what? Like, wait, you're gonna you're gonna call the reverend for what? You know? Right. You can't put. In, I just I don't understand it. I, it just. It, and these are things that we, we don't question because we are shown this image, this propaganda, and we're supposed to just love it, accept it, drink the Kool-Aid without any questions. And if we question <coughs> it, then we're going to hell or we are terrorists 
We're not patriotic. We're all of this. Right. Right. And, right. And it doesn't make any right. sense. None at all. None at all. None of your labels. You know, you get you get you get branded with the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're a pariah. You're the very yeah. reason. You're the very thing that's wrong with this country. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, you're the very thing that's wrong with this country. I think about the Dixie Chicks, you know, who were called Saddam's babies, Baghdad angels, all these kinds of terrorist things, all because they said that they, I think they said they were ashamed to say that George W. Bush was from Texas or something like that. It was something just very minor in the grand scheme of things. And they were called terrorists in your campaign. It's just insane. Right. What kind of place? What what kind of world are we living in? What kind of society are we if we can't voice our opinions and disagree with something without there being a, a lynch mob? Yeah, and that's exactly what it is every single time. It's, you know, if you say something that's politically incorrect or if somebody's feelings get hurt, then... Right. You know, it's it's all over the news, and you have to get fired, and you have to be run out of town or run out of business because you hurt somebody's feelings. Right. Right. Wow. So you have to watch wow. everything that you say, or you know, you you might lose your sponsors, or <laughs> you lose your job. Because you got to be responsible yeah. for everyone else's feelings. Mhm. Right. You have to be responsible for everyone else's feelings. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Right. You can't be different, so mm-hmm. you can't. You have to. So you, you. It's easier for you to to not have any original thoughts. Just think how someone else thinks, or think how the person who you think has the life that you want thinks, and it must be safe because they're doing something right, or they wouldn't be where they are. So I'm just gonna think and believe and do what they do, and I don't have to risk thinking for myself and getting it wrong and then having to be punished for it mm-hmm. because I wrong. So it makes, and, you know, it's, it's, it's very it's made very hard to have your own thoughts. It's 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 very much shunned right. upon. There are a lot mm-hmm. of, of of devices in place that, you know, are are are, are deterrent from that very thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. All of those things are, are deterrents from you taking ownership and being your own person and having your own thoughts. You know, and that, that's horrifying. That's terrifying to a lot of people. Shit is easier, like you said, to just stay in line and be this. You know, I ain't, I ain't making no waves, and everything's cool for me. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's cool for me. I'm not making any waves. And the, the, that person who is trying to gain liberation for themselves, not anyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gaining their own liberation for themselves is the person that's an outcast or the person that's fucking it up for everybody else. Right. You know? <laughs> and it's so funny because, you know, you got, you got these people who complain about how things never change. That's just how it is. I wish it were different, but it can't be any different. And then when someone comes along to try and change things for you or help be you be part of the change, you better just be quiet. Yeah, different. You can't, right. you can't, you can't rock right. the boat. You right. can't do what it right. takes to get what everybody wants to get. 
Right. That was another subtle right. that was another subtle message in, in, in the Superman propaganda. In that movie in terms I mean, just with all the Jesus references, a thousand Jesus Also also coded within that movie was the fact that, you know, the world will shun you when they know that you're different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't want that for you. You know what That's I'm saying? Yeah, the yeah. moment that they realize that you're different, they're going to hate you. Mm-hmm. They're going to kill you. So, you know, they're, yeah, they're going to kill you. They're, they're going mm-hmm. to hate you. They're going to be afraid of you. You know, mm-hmm. and that's right. a subtle thing. You better not start, stay like everybody else if you want to stay safe. Because mm-hmm. right. the moment you, you are. say anything that's yeah. different than everybody else, man, that's your ass. you got a target on your back. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, we've got about four minutes left. So I'm going to ask for um, final thoughts, which you would like to leave our listeners with. Um, Aaron, you go first. Oh, it's all about living an authentic experience. At least that's that's what I'm learning. And so you've got to always check in and make sure that everything that you're doing, being acting, is coming from that authentic place that only you know exists. And only you know where that is. And Sean, can ask that. Mine is 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 again, you know, the, the the pursuit of 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 understanding and attaining your godhood is a very selfish pursuit. It's a very mm-hmm. selfish pursuit, and there is nothing wrong with being selfish. Nothing at all. That's my only thought. Right. Um, yeah, I think we need to. We we tend to think of selfish as somebody who is stingy or somebody right. who's mm-hmm. a taker taker. When it's not, it's someone who realizes that it is all comes down to self. So you're thinking about self and how to elevate self above and allowing other people to be responsible for their self at the same time. And that's what the selfish part of this journey is. Um, and I think I, I agree with both of you. Um, I, it's all about being truthful with yourself mm. and being authentic. And constantly, a thousand times a day, you are constantly have to check in. Are you being true to yourself? Are you being mm-hmm. honest with and I think when when Sean mentioned earlier is, you know, the real sin is when you are not being honest with yourself. That is yeah. that is sin. That is the the blasphemy is when you are lying to yourself, you're not being true to yourself for the sake of pleasing others or trying to preserve what you think you need to preserve and that's when that's what real sin is. It's 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 walking away from who you truly are or getting further away from your authentic self instead of moving mm-hmm. close to That's what sin is. So, um, you know, all of this in your pursuit of of finding out what this journey, why we're here, what this is all about, it is to be yourself, realizing that you are God, having an experience on this planet, and 
it is the the experience is the experience. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to earn anything. You don't. There is no right wrong way to do it. You are just a being, not a doing. And I think that's what I really, you know, want to emphasize with people. Um, if you enjoyed the show and you would like to know about upcoming episodes and you want to listen live, subscribe to us on Blog Talk or on iTunes. Um, you can listen to us on the archives, but on Blog Talk you will get a message that we, when the next show is. Look for us, and thank you very much for listening. Um, we really appreciate everyone listening, and we will see you next time. Send your emails. Thank you. Peace.